Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Hello and welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. Thanks so much for joining me. If anyone notices I have some bruises on my chin, it's because I just had some oral surgery recently. No big deal. But I'm excited about today's episode. Um, it's building on last week. So last week, we talked with Dr. Rania Dempsey about the ways in which we can make receiving love too conditional that it has to be our way in order to feel like we're loved. And of course, that's not the co-creation mode that the universe, that spirit, our higher self asks us to be in co-creation. We live not in isolation, but in co-creation. And so we want to be mindful of that when we are developing relationships or recreating relationships, whatever those relationships are, not just romantic, we want to take in account the other person or we feel unloved, and that can lead to either being in anger or resentment, feeling powerless, and then our self-esteem drops. Or we just walk around with a whole lot of negativity in our chest, which of course isn't healthy for our body. So in today's episode, we're going to continue those thoughts and expand more on that. I want to begin today's episode with this quote by Romy. My dear friend Kristen from California sent this to me. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. And I want to read that again. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it, that we have built against it. Every single one of us humans oftentimes puts barriers around our heart based on our last lifetime or the challenges in this lifetime. And then as we become more awake, we hopefully start to take down those barriers. Now I wonder, how often do we hold love out, not even realizing we're doing that? I wonder how often we are seeking love, feeling desperate for love, allowing what we perceive as rejection. That clouds the love that's already there, that's all around us. I recently was working with a woman who had a lot of physical challenges in her family of origin, how she grew up, a lot of emotional damage, but also there was physical abuse and how that hardened her heart to the point where she just didn't even know how to get out of that. She felt so stuck. And she was almost 80. Still, still time, still time. So she's working on removing those barriers. Remember back to one of the earlier episodes when I talked about the sore left muscle around my scapula, my left scapula. I was out camping in the West with my husband and then I had three kids. And instead of focusing on the love for my kids and the beautiful gifts of nature that were around me, I chose in that afternoon to focus on the one person that I felt was not giving me the love that I wanted. That's where I put my focus. And then that body part that is connected to my heart, that's that left scapula. 
that started to give me pain. And of course, I didn't know then what I know now. And that pain came up repeatedly during some tough times in my marriage when I felt unloved, when I felt I didn't receive the attention that I wanted or that I hoped to have. That pain went on and on over the years, and it would go away with good chiropractic and life was feeling better. Yet I was still attached to the outcome of seeking love from another and letting that be how I felt about myself. Instead of letting the love in, that was one of my barriers. And over the past 13 years as a single dating woman, that pain certainly has resurfaced. But now, because I understand it, the where and the why, I lean into it. I breathe into it. I connect with the love that is around me from earth, from beyond earth, from my kids, my friends, my family, my pets, myself, all the cool things that I love to do in this lifetime. And the more we allow ourselves to do that, open up to the love that is already there, the greater the ease in our body, the greater the ease in my upper back, the greater the ease in my heart. And of course, now I understand that pattern. I understand the history of where that woundedness came from. I understand now that my body was sending me the signal. And it's my job to open up to what is that pain from? What's going on there? It's not just happenstance. What's going on there? Remember, the body connects with the language of our soul. And more importantly, that pain can go away. For me, it's mostly gone, hardly ever resurfaces. Why? Because I developed a healthier love of self. I understand now that love is not just from one, but love is from everywhere. Love is from me. Love is from my connection to my higher power, my higher self. Love is from the trees. And the more we give ourselves that, the more we allow ourselves to really release those old barriers that block us, that provide physical pain that's not necessary. Remember, the body connects with the language of our soul. Our soul is always talking to us. And when we put our self-esteem in someone else's hands, anyone's hands, be it your boss or your child or your neighbor, the body will always tell you. Earlier this week, I had a session with a young woman, a young client. She tends to be hard on herself. She tends to see the not so good instead of all the good she is, all the greatness. And her leg, that shin was bothering her. I could feel the tightness in it. It's that feeling of being stuck in the old thought pattern of not being enough. That's what the body was telling me, and she absolutely connected with that. Ah, yeah, that's my pattern. Breathe into that. Breathe into that shin pain. Notice. Just start the breathing. If you start to bring the breath in to wherever that pain spot is, remember, I've said this before, you will open up and release more of those barriers that are keeping the love out. Love is amazing in all regards. So breathe into that. As we evolve, and we are evolving, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if you're reading any self-help books, you are evolving. All of us are evolving. We want to make sure we're not expecting perfection. We want to make sure that we remind ourselves that this is a journey of exploration. 
this is not a one and done. I don't read one book and I'm all great. I've had a lifetime of learning, a lifetime of exploring. I've been with clients for 25 plus years and I've grown through all that. When I think back to some of my earlier sessions with clients, I would bring up so much of what they were doing wrong. Why? Because that's what I was doing to myself. So as I evolve, the way I work with people also evolves because this is a journey of soulful living. And when we seek perfection and when we seek love outside of ourselves, instead of letting it come to us, we lose that magic that's right there available to each and every one of us. The magic of seeing a twinkle in the star or the magic of hearing a bird sing. We lose that because we are feeling empty because we're seeking outside instead of allowing it to come in, whatever that is. You know, magic, I brought that up before. A friend of mine, Debbie, just happened to stop in my shop and we were talking about magic. She's the one that took my photos for the podcast, beautiful photographer. And we want to allow the magic, but we can't allow the magic if we're walking around with a grimace. So the more we allow ourselves to see the soul story, to see from the eyes of our soul, to connect to the language of our soul, the closer we become to spirit, the closer we become to that co-creation of our soul and our physical body and the earth and the people around us and the roots of the trees and the roots of our being. So now in the dating world, in the world of any relationship I choose, I choose to ask questions that I used to be too afraid to ask. You know, it's scary to ask questions for all of us sometimes. We feel someone pull away or we feel like they might be angry at us. So we might not want to ask because we might not want the answer. But it's important to explore. Remember, everything's just exploration. Everything is this beautiful concept of wonder, if we let it be. Wonder questions. Those are heart chakra opening questions. The journey of love is tricky business in any relationship, not just romantic. Take a breath, if you will, and think back to a time when you felt rejection. From anywhere. Sometimes it's our kids. Sometimes it's the person at the checkout counter. When did you feel rejection? What was your reaction? How did your body respond? How did you react? You know, in certain situations, we don't need to ask that person what's going on with them. But in certain situations, we do. And it is scary to ask sometimes. We feel someone pull away or we think they're angry again. But it is important to ask those questions from a place of wonder, not a place of assumption. Why? Because we are not putting our self-esteem in their hands. We're not seeking love. We're opening up to wonder. In our friendships, in our business partnerships, asking questions when we have confusion. And then we learn the truth, possibly, or at least we're not giving them our cup. So stay open and be mindful of how, when you're in those moments, how it's affecting your physical body. When you're in those moments, of creating what you think is the way or the path or the answer, how it affects your physical pain. Where are you breathing? What are you thinking? 
Get in the body. Get to know more of your beautiful synchronicities. Get to know more of those nuances of how your body moves based on your thoughts. How stress affects our ability to stay open to love. How stress affects the barriers we put up to keep love out. Love of self, love of others. You know, recently I was working with a client and they were in a what they thought was a really great relationship. And then all of a sudden that person went radio silent. Her mind went, so she sought me out because she wanted to know what was going on in that person's mind. And look where her minds can go. All this beauty in this relationship and one instance of radio silence. And she went down the path of what did I do? What's going on with him? Does he not like me anymore? We go into all sorts of stories. Or we can pause, keep focused on what is in front of us, on what's in the plate, on what we need to take care of, get back in the present moment, try not to put those conditions on others. And if that persists, then we ask, ask those wonder questions. Hey, is everything okay? What's going on? When we feel someone pull away or we feel them angry, truly, oftentimes, if we just focus on our breath work and our connection to ourself and our reconnection to ourself, it works itself out, works itself out. Matter of fact, that next day, she followed up with me and said, oh, he just said he had a busy day. So that's what we can do, though. We can tear down this beautiful tower in a nanosecond when we're putting our self-esteem in the hands of another, when we're putting our conditions on a relationship instead of going into, wait a minute, this is a co-creative energy, co-creation. It's important to share and explore. It's important to connect to our physical bodies and notice where we're feeling, whatever we're feeling. The joy too, important to notice that. So in the future, we can understand it better. In the future, when that comes up, we can really connect to it quicker. We can work on that. We can feel it. We can say, ah, this is my old patterning. And then we hear that soul language when those old patterns are surfacing. And now we can really open up to removing that barrier and being open to the goodness, to love. We can work towards understanding that my self-esteem is not tied up to your self-acceptance of me. I think that's a quote from Dr. Phil. We can work towards understanding that my self-esteem is not tied up in your self-acceptance of me. And that's true. And sometimes it's tricky. We don't even realize that. But the more we allow ourselves to breathe, go within, get to know what's in going on in our physical body, and connect those to the thoughts, connect those to what just happened. Now we start to really understand the language of our soul. Now we are in co-creation with the beauty of our divine energy. You know, and we can also understand that attachment to outcome, because we do as humans, oftentimes attached to outcome, almost always results in dissatisfaction of life in general. Why? Because we have this vision and then we get stuck on this vision and then everything else that's in the way, we just want to clamor to get rid of it like we're in the jungle. We're trying to knock down all those vines because they're getting in the way of this path and this attachment to outcome that I've so strongly had. But we miss so many great moments when we focus on what we think the outcome should be. 
instead of what actually might be better coming in. We don't know. You know, remember when Rania, last week's episode, let go of what she thought her husband should be doing for her. And she chose instead to work on her attachment to why it had to look the way she thought it should. This is how he should be loving me. And then I'll feel safe. And then I'll feel happy. And then I'll feel content. And then I'll feel like I'm worthy. However, she moved into more acceptance of self and what is. She realized that wasn't working. So she stopped seeking to find that love outside of herself. She started to look at the barriers within herself that she had built against letting love in. Because love doesn't always look exactly how we think it should. Doesn't mean we don't have needs and there's things we certainly want to ask for. Absolutely. However, what happens when we are putting up these walls, we get mad. You know, she was resentful of her husband. She was angry at her husband. And then, like she said, she was starting to demand. And subconsciously, we're telling ourselves that we're not lovable. We're not lovable because he's not showing me. And at this point, we all know the future is so unpredictable. No one can guarantee a certain outcome. It's not the way of the energy of the universe. And as individuals, we have free will. We might be getting in our way and hurting a gift that was in front of us because we let our old patterns take over. The ones that put barriers up to receiving love, abundance, gifts of the universe, Over the years, many of my clients, new and some long-term, have asked for guarantees. You know, they want me to tell them how this is going to play out. Can you tell me how my mom is going to do? Can you tell me what's going to go on with me and my sister? Can you tell me if this guy I'm going to dating is going to be my future husband? Can you tell me if this job is right for me? And of course, I understand why they seek those answers. I sure do. We all want that. We all want that answer. Why? Because then we have less anxiety and we just know, okay, I can do this because I know if I do this, this is what's going to happen, attachment to outcome. Yet I cannot provide that for them. I can't even provide that for myself. Why? Because we're evolving and our world and all the moments in our world are created with our thoughts, our actions, our reactions, our perceptions, our desires, Our attachments, our openness, our awakeness, or lack thereof, our barriers, the times we're open, the times we're in flow, the times we're stuck. It's a river. We're always going down a river. We're always going down this beautiful river. And whatever fork we take is where we are at that moment. Whatever fork we take is going to move us towards alignment or move us a little further away from alignment? What if we remember every moment is an opportunity to create a closer connection to spirit, to divinity? What if every moment was to allow us to co-create and wake up to our true self? Every moment, every moment is an opportunity. But we don't want to put all that pressure on it. It's the flow Whenever we have a challenge, we can learn to pause and reflect first. And each time we do that, we're strengthening the new pathway in our mind. And if we go down the river and we realize we're not on the right path, we always have an opportunity to get back 
might take a little longer, but we still can. Recently, a client of mine was disappointed in herself for not responding to her daughter's question in a way that she hoped she would. Why didn't she respond how she hoped? She's done a lot of self-work because she was tired. And sometimes we don't realize we're tired until we make a mistake. And then it's like, ah, dang it, I'm really tired. I need to do a little more self-care. And this is a lifelong journey, remember. We don't have just one and done. We have this enormous soul that tries to fit as much into this tiny little body as we are willing to accept. This enormous soul, this little human body, there's a lot of room for error. So the more we try to connect the two, the easier life gets in some ways. Still going to make mistakes. And as humans, we oftentimes notice the errors more than we notice the beauty. Wouldn't it be great if we would start to notice the beauty as much as we notice the errors? And then wouldn't it be even greater if we would notice more of the beauty and less of the errors? Through this journey towards being more awake, more connected to our whole self, our body, our earth, our soul, our emotions, our mind, it's a lot, we're a lot. We want to remember that it's not all terrible. The ways in which we wake up are also loving and kind and fun and happy and full of goodness. You remember the story of Cinderella? She lived in dirty rags in this castle with her stepmother and the two mean sisters. And she worked, 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 worked. She had this beautiful relationship with this animal world because she had such a beautiful soul. She saw kindness. She was kind, even through all of that turmoil. And then the fairy godmother came. And she saw herself absolutely beautiful in those moments that the dirt was gone. She had this beautiful ball gown. All of the mice turned into people. I don't remember all the details. You know, these past three years and the next two, we have greater opportunities to rebirth, to wake from the slumber of the stories that no longer serve us in our higher good, to wake to the beauty that is within us, to start to chip away at the barriers so we can see more and more of our beauty Not just our pain, not just our shadows, not just the dumb things we do as human because we all do them, but truly seeing our beauty, seeing all the love that we hold in our hearts, just like Cinderella, who felt so beautiful. But then what happened at the stroke of midnight? She was back in rags. Now our path is not straight. It's a winding road with many forks. And we get to choose which fork, and then which fork next, and then the one after that. And if we feel we went down the wrong fork, remember, we can choose again, just like that. Might take a little more work. It might take a little more time. It is, however, still doable. It is as long as we are putting our value back in ourselves and not in the hands of another. When we're allowing love to come, when we're allowing ourselves to love ourselves, not out there seeking it, but letting it in. And just like that, we're now back on the right fork in that beautiful river. We will always be given more opportunities, always, as long as we stay in the field of wanting to be awake. The universe is magical. 
always presents opportunities, never one and done. So during this time, and there is still a lot of challenge and an extreme amount of beauty, let's connect. If you'll just take a moment with me, we're going to do a quick connection. Eyes open or closed. I want you to feel your feet on the ground. Wiggle your toes. Push into the earth a little bit. Imagine you are in your most favorite place on earth, whether that's the beach or the woods or the mountains or your front yard or your backyard. Wherever that is, what do your feet feel like? And then I want you to go up with your attention to your upper belly and take a breath there. Let that expand. And now move up to the beautiful place in your mind, your mind's eye. And just imagine what that place looks like where you are. And then take another breath and go just above your head. And feel, imagine that imaginary string from the earth, through your feet, through your body, through your throat, through the center of your head, and just above you. And you're beautifully connected to the earth, to your body, to your mind, to your emotions, and to your soul. Give yourself that gift this week. Thank you so much for joining me. It is an honor. It's truly an honor. And I'm so grateful for those of you that are listening, for those of you that are watching, for those of you that are sharing. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week, and I look forward to reconnecting next week. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.